Hello and welcome to 7 Jars of Hot Pickled Peppers, all about healing after a stroke. I'm Christine, a stroke survivor. I had a pontine hemorrhagic stroke and I understand how recovery can be a real roller coaster ride. My hope is to help other stroke survivors transform the ups, the downs, and the scary drops into something more manageable, more like the carousel. And you even get to pick your own horse. Welcome to the podcast, Season 1, Episode 5, Faith and Healing. The information and conversations in these podcasts are general in nature and do not replace the care and instruction that you receive from your doctor or therapist. Please discuss your own personal needs and circumstances with your healthcare provider. You can join the conversation through email at 7 peppers at gmail.com or you can tweet us at number 7, capital J, small a-r-s or on Facebook at 7 Jars of Hot Pickled Peppers. This week's quote of the cast. Faith is the strength by which a shattered world shall emerge into light. Helen Keller. Faith has always been a big part of my life. One source defines faith as complete trust or confidence in someone or something. The validity of faith depends on the strength of the evidence on which the belief is based. As adults, most of us know how to distinguish between blind faith and evidence-based faith. Faith is only justified if there is evidence to back it up. Evidence-based faith is a normal concept on which we base our everyday lives. Whether the faith is that the sun will rise in the morning, or in a loved one whom you know will be there for you, or belief in a higher power, God, that you've learned about through life experience or being part of organized religion. One critic asserts that faith equates to holding a belief without evidence, while another states faith is not a leap in the dark. It's the exact opposite. It's a commitment based on evidence. It is irrational to reduce all faith to blind faith. Faith does not replace reason. We still need to follow our doctor's advice or treatment plan, and we have knowledge and experience to ask questions. I am what you call a cradle Catholic. I've been part of the Catholic religious group my whole life. My Catholic faith helped me through the roller coaster ride of my stroke. It didn't change that I had a stroke. Even though the exact definitions are different, every religion involves faith, from Sikh, Judaism, Islam to Hindu, and more. Whatever religion you may follow, it provides us with the evidence for our faith. When I was still at work, before my stroke, I was part of a very multicultural workforce. I remember spending a night shift comparing Sikhism and Catholicism with my Sikh co-worker. I've had opportunities to learn more about Hinduism as well. My boss is Muslim. He and I have had some great conversations about our respective religions. I've learned a lot. I hope he did too. And we both respect each other's beliefs. A few months after I had my stroke, 
I was in Edmonton for a medical appointment. After the appointment, my husband and I were meeting some of my co-workers for lunch. My boss came. It was Ramadan, a time of fasting for Muslims, but he still came, sat through lunch, watching all of us eat just to visit. I was touched. So whatever belief you base your faith on, if it's right for you, then it's right. But what about faith and healing? The events that transpired during the initial phase of my stroke seemed divine and led me to a stroke recovery program that would become the cornerstone of my healing and acceptance. If someone told me, jump off the cliff, God will save you, I would not do it. But when my doctor told me, work hard at the exercises with your therapists in the stroke clinic and you will get better, I had faith to believe his words. My faith gave me the strength and belief that things would get better. Faith didn't make it easy, but it made it possible. I'd like to introduce this week's guest. Father Mark Kramer is a Catholic priest in the Edmonton, Alberta area. He is the Director of Vocations in the Archdiocese of Edmonton and assists the faithful in discerning their vocations and helps those called to the priesthood. We first met Father Mark when he was assigned as our parish priest. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today, Father Mark. I know you're a very busy person. So first, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Oh, absolutely, for sure. I am a Catholic priest in the Archdiocese of Edmonton. I've been a priest now 12 years. Uh, interesting story. I was ordained the day the Oilers lost to Carolina in the Stanley Cup Finals in 2006. So oh. <laughs> for the longest time, I knew the exact amount of time that the Oilers were not in the Stanley Cup Finals. But last year, they ruined that wonderful, simple way of understanding life in my own priestly career by <laughs> getting in the finals but then they totally tanked it this year so mm -hmm. i'm not really an Oilers fan but I, they're a part of my history as a priest I'm, so i've been a priest 12 years now and i and i'm I, i'm parish priest so i i a pastor a parish but i'm also a vocation instructor in the archdiocese so i help a man discerning a call to the priesthood so that's what i do all the time there you go Wonderful. That's great. So for you, because you say you, you are inspired helping other people um, to join the priesthood, was becoming a priest a calling for you? Was there someone who mentored you? Oh, absolutely. I, uh, m many people uh, really mentored me in many ways. Uh, some that wouldn't have known that are mentoring me into the priesthood, but just wonderful people that were a positive impact in my life. Uh, I found that a calling, definitely, and mm -hmm. it's part of our tradition, but I felt a real calling and ask of, uh, have you ever thought of being a priest? I remember people saying that to me, but also, too, I uh, just felt that feeling, that tug upon my heart. So uh, it took me some time, but I answered it, and, and yeah, it led me. I didn't always feel that I, I, I was totally suited to being a priest, uh, really quite a strange thing I guess being a priest or being married you kind of think you know what you're supposed to do it isn't until you're actually doing it do you really realize what it means to to do those different kinds of callings in life but when, once I became a priest it was one of those things I realized wow this is something I I made to do and uh, and I found it was the most I never I never felt 
my life so impactful until I became a priest. It's, it's a wonderful life of, of service, but also it's a great gift and blessing to be an instrument in God's hands. Amazing. Thank you for those words. So what are your thoughts on faith and healing? Faith and healing go very much together, especially within the, our Catholic tradition, but also within the broader Christian tradition. Definitely going back to the Bible, Jesus was constantly healing people, constantly dealing with, dealing with evil forces, to talking about casting out demons and things like that. I think people in our modern age feel a little more comfortable with the healing aspect of it because it's a common thing, uh, but also to... Uh, uh, not so comfortable maybe with the demon things. So though I find right. that kind of funny in our culture because we, 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 we absolutely love to go to horror films and be scared and believe <laughs> that these things can happen in the most extreme ways. But we, but we don't believe in the influence of evil and things like that. Right. But definitely healing is, is a real reality. Uh, I don't think, and, and I find that the church doesn't teach that you need to just do just do faith as the only way you heal. It's definitely use all aspects of healing. Uh, God gives knowledge and wisdom to many different cultures and places. Uh, so using different healing. For instance, when I had major issues uh, with this with my feet and my knees in my life, and you were there right. in the parish when all that was happening, mm -hmm. I went to an acupuncturist, I went to a chiropractor, I went to a medical doctor, I went to physio, I, and I also took time to pray through it. And all these things are important to do. I think what's important and sometimes gets missed in different ways of understanding the Christian tradition is you need to pray, but you need, need to make use of every piece of wisdom that you're able to do. I think that's normal. Prayer allows you to trust in God and let God do what you cannot do for yourself, uh, but also do all that you can. There's an old phrase, you know, you should need to pray as if it all depends on God and act as if it all depends on you. And the reality, when you deal with major sickness, you need both. Uh, faith can give you a great deal of hope and the motivation and strength to, to move forward, to do sometimes things that don't seem to be helping you at all. Because right. many times when you go through healing, it, there's no evidence in the very beginning this is going to mm -hmm. work. <laughs> you know, it, so it's something right. you, have to, you have to practice. But faith allows you to realize, oh, okay, I don't understand, but I'm going to go forward. And, and, and the willingness to learn and to grow. So faith is an important thing. And, and believing, uh, being a believer in Jesus Christ, you know, healing is totally possible. It may not always be aware how that happens, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and there's sometimes it's easier when you're dealing with things we're so familiar with, like cuts and bruises and stuff like that. That's something we right. just have so much we're so familiar with, things that we're not so familiar with and, and realize, you know. Reminds me of a, a line from M.A.S.H., uh, it's a wonderful line of a doctor, and he says, the more I study medicine, the more I realize, I realize uh, it's God who does the healing. I, ah. just, I just collect the paycheck. <laughs> you know, because the reality is you participate in that, but it's so amazing. It's not what we do. We have so much uh, information, but it's amazing how powerfully the body itself and how powerful the mind is. If we can believe how powerful the body and the mind is, why can't we realize there's a great power in having faith? doesn't mean you don't do these things that don't impair the healing process, but right. but to realize the power of faith is, is real, along with the power of the mind, along with the power of letting your body heal itself. It's one thing I discovered with acupuncture, a 
I always wondered, you know, all it does is just allows your body to work uh, together. There's all sorts of different ways and there are ways of approaching. Mm-hmm. You got to find what works. I've always been very much a pragmatist, you know, what works, works, you know. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I love how you describe how they work together because I believe that as well. Now, I know you also have a, a personal connection to faith and healing and stroke. Would you mind sharing your personal connection with that? Oh, absolutely. Uh uh, I was I shared a story. I don't know, I, I, secret, we talk before we do these things. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I was talking about my experience with my mother. My mother right. had a stroke. Uh, she had a stroke on the last day of the Winter Olympics uh, in Vancouver. I just went and watched the hockey game, and I was coming home, and I came home to a message from my dad just crying over the phone about oh. my mom had just dropped and had a stroke. Oh, my and goodness. And what was... Im- what was Taking a step back, there's lots of different factors in that story. Uh, right. Taking years back, my mother, before I even went into the priesthood, oh gosh, at that time it probably was about six or seven years I was a priest, but she had dropped away from church attendance. Oh, so when okay. I started going, I came back to the Catholic Church mm-hmm. myself personally, and then I started going to the seminary. And as I went through the seminary, my mother more and more went back to going to church very, very regularly. And what was amazing is when she had her stroke, uh, it was in the parking lot of the church. Really? She she literally just was talking to someone and then she fell. And then what happened is because she was at the church surrounded by people just right after mass, mm-hmm. uh, she was able to go to the hospital and where they were able to do a CAT scan immediately. And because they were able to do a CAT scan immediately, they realized what kind of stroke that she had had. Oh, okay. And they were able to put, I think it's called the DPM drug, a special kind of drug that allows the blood to thin and right. it was help her, you know, right. but it was because she came back to the faith that, that she just happened to be in a place that, that, you know, it was like God was giving her a place that, yeah, this is going to happen, but he provided lots of people around her. The other side yeah. of it, when I found out uh, a few days before I found out about my mother's stroke, one of my uh, secretaries had just finished knitting what they d- uh, called a prayer shawl. Right. So many people in our parish knit prayer shawls and they pray with the shawl praying for the people they're making it for. And we give these shawls to people uh, who need healing, who need the prayers of other people. It's a wonderful symbol and, and instrument of God's grace and the prayers of the people who make it. Right. And so give it to people, and they really enjoy it. But she just, when she was making the shawl, just finishing it up, she felt very prompted by the Spirit that I needed to give it to me and really? to give it to my mom. I said, and I received that, sure, I'll give it to my mom. I had no idea uh, why mm-hmm. she was giving me the shawl. But I remember when I found out, I got home uh, late that night after the hockey game, and uh, I, I came home and I got the message from my dad, and I was like really just overwhelmed emotionally. Oh, oh my gosh, bet. oh my gosh, what are we going to do? My mom just had a stroke. Uh, I don't know who she is. You know, Dad mm-hmm. wasn't very clear where she was and all that kind of thing. He said, he said don't come up. It's like, oh, yeah, that's just not going to happen. Exactly. So anyway, I, I was all emotional and all that, but I looked at the prayer shawl because I just draped it on the chair on my dining room table and all of a sudden it was just peace oh. I said no, no, no I know God is there that he's taking care of everything whatever happens it'll be in his hands and so after that I took the prayer shawl eventually up to my mom and gave it to her and stuff like that but, but it was always a sign to me of God's presence which is a powerful thing and sometimes yes. the, th- the thing we don't realize when it comes to healing when it comes to God healing even to the, what's called the sacrament of the sick where we use holy oil to pray over someone it's not just healing that happens. God also gives us strength. And sometimes yes. the strength is just as important or more important than the healing. Because I without agree. that strength, we 
we just uh, are not able to to handle because being sick or being in the hospital is one of the hardest things it just all the, th- the thought of mm-hmm. the pretense of you being in control of your life just go right out the window so having I that agree. strength and that grace and that presence makes such a big difference so I agree. Well, just like I had said it before, faith doesn't make it easy, but it makes it possible. I received one of the prayer shawls after I had my stroke. and Pretty awesome, eh? It brought me a lot of comfort, and it gave me strength as well. So you mentioned the the oil use um, for healing. So I know the Catholic Church has regular healing masses. I know I've attended them with you and with at other churches. Can you tell us a little more about a healing mass? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Oftentimes, the word healing mass has different connotations. Sometimes they come from the more charismatic tradition. So that's more people who are praying over people in different Mm -hmm. ways and stuff like that. It can also mean that it's a mass in which the priest will anoint people with holy oil. Uh, We have oils that are blessed by the bishop or archbishop of different dioceses for the purpose of healing. You know, for the purpose of anointing the sick and all that. And Mm -hmm. what the oil symbolizes is the Holy Spirit. And so it's a gift of the Spirit. It's Uh interesting, when I've anointed people, uh, those are the times that I've felt the Holy Spirit the most strongest. It's most clear. Mm -hmm. It's when you're anointing people, you feel the Holy Spirit coming down on the people that you're praying over. And it's just a simple thing, you know, by the grace of the Holy Spirit, may the Lord heal you and give you the grace you need. And it's a a very powerful way to die. And people find it very, very powerful. So the Lord wants to make sure you know and have strength and healing. Mm -hmm. Myself, personally, I was involved in a major car accident. And uh, I was going to have surgery after the car accident. Yeah, I I almost lost my life. And uh, so they had to do surgery within a few days after the accident. I remember asking for a a priest to come in. And the priest came in. He gave me communion, but he also anointed me. And I remember after that anointing, I was at peace. Uh, there was, and so there's something about the, the sacrament that is very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Maybe very simple in how it's administered, but it's very powerful. And it's good. Like when I do uh, a healing mass, I just anoint people at the end of mass, and people who need the healing and anointing, and do that. And so people come up. Well, lots of mm-hmm. people do, so it's really good. Well, it's wonderful. I think it's, for me, it's affirmation that I'm not alone, so I can make it through whatever... I have to make through. So, um, in a real way, it's actually acting out and living out the ministry of Jesus Christ because he spent mm-hmm. a lot of his time in his active ministry uh, healing people. Right. You know, so what you're calling down that same healing, touching them and mm-hmm. doing that. So, t- anointing them with holy oil allows that same reality of Christ's healing ministry to be present in your life and the lives of other people. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. So, I have had some conversations with other people, and some believe that faith can replace the care and treatment from a medical professional. Now, you had talked at the beginning of our conversation already that they all work together. So what are your thoughts on this, on just praying for recovery and not using everything at your disposal to recover? Well, you know, uh, it's it's... It's very well to take a step back and say, would you do that? Would you just go see a medical doctor only? Mm-hmm. Or would you would you approach different things? You see, th- I think that's the thing is why are you excluding other forms of dealing? It's very much one form of healing. It's a different aspect. We're, we as human beings are not phys- just physical beings. We are emotional beings. We are mm-hmm. 
intellectual beings, but we're also spiritual beings. And so it's important that we make sure that we understand the holistic nature of healing that involves all sorts of things. I think we miss that out as religious people, that sometimes we only look at the spiritual aspect of things, but we don't look at the physical. We realize that in healing, doctors have found out there's a lot of psychosomatic things that happen. People mentally will think a certain way will affect how you heal physically. I think all of these things are, are truly connected. So when right. we completely exclude the spiritual, we very well could be excluding something that's very important. You know, I think right. they say you need to have hope in your mind and, and heart when you're healing from something. How just having negative and all that, just simply being negative and having no hope can have horrible effects on you physically when you're trying to heal. The same kind of thing is true of the spiritual. So I think it can go either way. Sometimes we exclude it one way or the other. Uh, I think it's an important component, absolutely. But, but simply because you have faith in God uh, and, and choose to pray and do only that, uh, what about the ways in which God has brought the healing of medicine and all these different traditions. Like I'm not a, a purist that only Western medicine is the best way to go there. Right. I mean, they may think differently, may approach it in a very different way, mm-hmm. but but a lot of the different uh, medical traditions can have, it's, it's about, it's, does it work or not? People have that right. conversation. So I know there's always those debates and stuff like that. But uh, the mm-hmm. thing is, I think what's important is how do you approach and, and, and do that which truly works and helps you. Uh, right. And didn't do that in, in an evidence-based way, for sure. But that's the thing with prayer. People have found praying has made an incredible positive effect, whether you simply think it's just a mental thing or more than that. I, I believe it's more than simply a mental thing. I mm-hmm. See, if it was simply a mental thing, then it is simply our own minds uh, either deluding ourselves or giving ourselves this false thing, but uh, or just pretending imagining is more what i mean when i say that well my experience with healing and my experience in prayer and all that is that it's something so much more than simply myself or my family the words of other people it's something that's profoundly more and i think most people when they have that sense of the transcendent whether they feel it in community where they feel it's something more than just who they are they'll just say well that's just my mind well or it means there's just more that you're just mm-hmm. somehow tapping into that more. You now we right. different traditions, different ways of approaching it, but the, but the power of prayer. I've seen it personally. I've seen people healed. I I, I remember really? the story. It was told to me one time. I was uh, riding with a bus driver, and he was telling me this whole story of how he got cancer. Really? And he was telling me the story of how he got cancer, and, and he had to he had to leave work. He had to take a leave of absence and start getting treatment, and he was dying. Oh. And with the people on the bus. Ooh, he used to go up and down uh, uh, Jasper here in the city of Edmonton right. and he would uh, drop people off to the churches along the way and they all knew him and they were friendly and they found mm-hmm. out that he was gone. They found out why. And all these people along the through went to all the churches down Jasper just started praying for him that he would heal. Really? Then he was telling me the story and then all of a sudden the cancer just went away. Really? And then he said, I don't know if I believe in God, but I know they do. And uh. their prayers and all that made a difference. And I, very few people would, would, would doubt that have had that experience of real people of prayer and love when they prayed for people. Healings may happen, mm-hmm. but oftentimes something else will come. It's one way or the other. You know, sometimes right. healing will come or a mixture of healing and, and strength and grace, uh, mm-hmm. the strength to do certain things that you don't always know the will of God, whether he wants you healed or not. You don't know. Uh, 
all those details. But it's amazing when you get the strength. And I always find that interesting. You may not get what you want, but in the end, often, often you get what you need or the people around you need in terms of that healing. So we often want everything to go back to the way it was. And that that is the reality that when we go through a major thing, it, it's never going to go back to the way it was. That's and, and, that's, that, 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 and often the spiritual and the prayer can help you let go of, of, of having to hold on to the way you thought it was instead of embracing that that, was, that has left you or died out of your life and it's time mm-hmm. to embrace something new. And the more you're able to do that, and the prayer will help you more through that than, than simple healing of your body can ever do. It's just how you can accept that so that you can be where you are now. Very wise words and very inspirational. That's one thing I know I've struggled with is comparing myself to what I was, to what I am now, and I can't keep looking back if I want to move forward. And I know prayer has helped me with that. I loved your story of the gentleman with the cancer. So it shows that he didn't reject the medical care, but the power of prayer maybe combined with the medical care, who knows, but he recovered. No, no, but that's the amazing thing is that in his case, he wasn't seeking the power of prayer. Mm -hmm. It was a gift given to him by others. But he experienced Uh. how they prayed and he was healed and the doctors don't know why. Which is is a common experience. Doctors do their very best and they're amazing in what they do. Uh, But people heal and stuff just happens and they don't know why. And and then then they see the other side, people who don't heal necessarily, but the incredible strength and Mm -hmm. courage that they display is equally as amazing and miraculous, really, so... It is. I think life is about lessons and our teachers, and sometimes prayer will help us find our teachers and lead us to the learning that we need or give us the strength to learn the lessons we need. Wonderful stories. Thank you. So I know because we've had many conversations, you've traveled a lot through your career. So have you had much interaction with other organized religions? Well, my own personal story, I was a part of the Mormon community, uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, for 12 years of my life. And so uh, within their tradition, they believe very strongly in the power of prayer and praying over people when they're sick. You know, they call it different things than we do. And within the Catholic tradition, they call it blessing people. And so the the priesthood they have within their church, they'll pray over people and and bless them as well. And they anoint people when they're sick as well too. So Mm -hmm. they follow the biblical tradition of anointing out of uh, the letter to St. James, you know. It's, uh, yeah, and they believe believe in the power of prayer, the power of God's grace in people's lives. So with the same thing, they believe that you you can pray and do all those things. You also need to do other things, you know. Mm -hmm. God God works. It's uh, God works most effectively uh, when we're doing things. Uh, I think there's an sometimes it can happen to us of people of faith. We just sit on our butts and uh, do nothing and say, "God, do something." You know, that old adage, "No, God." God can't direct you if your if your car is parked. You know, <laughs> it works better if you're driving the car. And there's something t- true to that. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we need to go to where we oh, you know, what if God is leading you to healing, leading you to a book, leading you to people, the things that you need. You know, you, if you just sit where you are, then you won't be any different than where you are. But if you allow God to lead you in different ways, 
in that. And there's and the reality is sometimes even with sickness, I mean, we, we shy away from pain and sickness, but man, uh, only pain and sickness can truly show us uh, what we're made of and what capacity we have. Uh, a cushy life or just things not happening, you know, we, we, it doesn't mean we're horrible people, but it, but it, 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 we only encounter that when we have resistance, when we have to fight. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's powerful how we find our character in the midst of sorrow and pain and sickness that, that we, and, and gives us the, the certain aspects of who we are come out yes. so powerfully only in those moments that only can they blossom, only can they become a reality in those moments of the crucible. And so as hard as they are, it's, it's a great grace of God too. So, Well, it is. I mean, the many different quotes come to mind, but even ours, you know, from the shattered world will emerge light or the flower that blooms in adversity is the most beautiful to quote even Mulan. So all those are so true. Thank you for your wise words. So moving Moving on, any last words for people listening to this podcast on faith and healing, how they work together and finding inspiration? There's nothing wrong with praying for hope. You know, uh, I think people just pray for healing and they pray for that, but sometimes you just need to, Lord, just, Give me hope, give me strength, uh, and give me... Because hope will help you to take those next steps. Hope will help you to get out of bed. Hope will help you to take those next steps. Because that's the thing, when you've been hit pretty hard by sickness or things in your life, it's very easy just to just lose all hope and, and just wait to die. Uh, and the thing is, you don't need to wait to die. You, you die when your time comes, like everybody right. else. But I've seen some pretty amazing people that have inspired me to no end who 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 don't aren't afraid of dying, mm-hmm. but they choose to live. And and a lot of that helps with, with, with that thing you have you, you need to strive for hope. Uh, and that's a it's faith, hope and charity are, are this trinity of things of that come together that we from faith mm-hmm. can, can come great hope. And hope is wherever you are, whatever your struggles, whatever you're dealing with. Hope is trusting that God will use all that for good, that he will bring good into your life and touch the lives of others, but that your life has purpose and meaning. And just because you're suffering and it's difficult for you doesn't mean that you're that you're not important and needed mm-hmm. and uh, your life has meaning. Uh, I, I say that because I had one priest friend of mine, Father Michael Catfish, uh, is his nickname, from yeah. camp, <laughs> Father Michael Moreau. Uh, right. He did amazing stuff with young people all of his life as a priest. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until the last couple of years of his life when he started dying of cancer oh. uh, that he was able to give hope and peace to so many people uh, through his suffering that he actually, in my humble opinion, accomplished more in the last few years of his life as he went through his last days of his life dealing with cancer. He was able to cut it out and the doctors were able to remove it, but it came back. But mm. he was able to, to live and to die a uh, uh, good and holy Christian man. Uh, but he gave so much hope to people. And when he died, his funeral was packed for many people. But I, I think I realized in his own life, so much of God's grace flowed through him as he was able to identify and, and unite himself with the 
the last day of Jesus's life and his crucifixion that he was able to accomplish more in those those few years of his life right. and he was able to able to accomplish in the rest we we always think in all our good actions and all this good stuff that we do that we do so much but oftentimes uh, oh, sometimes we accomplish more and just uniting ourselves to the suffering of Christ and offering that up in prayer it's a great Catholic tradition that's very very powerful mm-hmm. uh, but in his life I saw that most profoundly and and in it, you profoundly meet Christ in a powerful way in your sickness and your suffering, the way you encounter Christ and his willingness to suffer mm-hmm. and die for us out of love. is, And to realize that you're loved, even in the midst of the difficulty of your life, of the struggle, it doesn't take away how much he loves you. And in fact, you discover why he loves you so much mm-hmm. more powerfully because you're, you're stripped of that pretense of all this stuff we pretend to be or try to be we try to be all that and it's really hard to do that when you're really sick or when you're suffering yeah. a lot but then you discover what god loves in you more profoundly in those moments so yeah. that might be my last words there were a lot of last words <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is it's it, it's just not to lose hope and to let him grant you the great grace that can be in in struggle and then in sickness in your life yeah, it's wonderful last words, all of them. I'm very appreciative of them, and you're so true. Going through the trials and tribulations really defines us as people, and we find out what we're made of and how we can rely on the combination of faith and other things in our life to get us through those hard times. I feel faith is part of everyone's life in some way. And from your story with the bus driver, it just doesn't have to be through organized religion. So in this world where negativity constantly bombards our daily lives, health, having faith can help with more than our physical ailments. As you talked, we're more than just a physical being. We're more than just a spiritual being. We're more than just psychosomatic. So thank you. So having faith while you're healing does not replace the doctor's medical advice or treatment. But as you said, and I agree with, they work together. I know it did for me. Thank you so much for joining us today and lending your wisdom and your words and your expertise. My pleasure. Now it's time for Speak to the tweet. Here's a tweet we received. I like the smart goals you talk about in episode three. Thank you. It's a great acronym for setting good goals. For more information on smart goals, listen to episode three, Get Up and Goal. This week's joke of the week. I went to the worst faith healer ever last night. He was so bad that one guy in a wheelchair caught up and walked out. (laughs) Oh, brother, I just read him. This week's Stroke Link. What an inspiring conversation. I learned a lot today. Me too, and it affirmed my faith and the role it has played in my life and my healing. Agreed. I think everyone has faith in something. 
You know, I wanted to learn more about faith uh, for the podcast, so I was looking on the internet and found a great website that explores all the hard questions people may have about faith. Faith is very personal, so researching the tough questions makes sense. What was it about? Well, it was a collection of TED Talks about faith. It includes talks like Faith in the Modern World and another one that was titled, Are You There, God? Those are big topics. I love TED Talks. Yeah, they're very informative and they explore faith in our changing world. You can visit their website at www.ted.com slash topics slash faith or just type in Faith TED Talks. We recommend this site to learn more about faith in our lives. We sure do. And as always, we will have the link up on our Facebook page. Last but not least, remember FAST, F-A-S-T. If you or a loved one experience any changes in your face, arm, or speech, time to get yourself to the hospital quickly. You can call 911 in Canada for emergencies, or for inquiries, you can call HealthLink in Canada at 1-866-408-5465 and talk to a healthcare professional. Hey, so that's our show for this week. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and leave us a comment on Podbean. If you have any questions or comments, jokes or ideas for future topics, don't hesitate to get a hold of us. Please also visit our webpage at www.7jarsofhotpickledpeppers.com. So until next time, remember, everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, then it isn't the end. Goodbye and good health.